You're listening to the Anfield Wrap. My name's Adam Smith and this is AFQ Football, the show in which a panel of guests answer questions that have been sent in in numerous different locations, to be honest. But this time it's come from the Anfield Wrap's Facebook subscribers group. And on the panel answering your question this week, we've got some real beauties, uh, but enough about Gibbo and I. Uh, we've got Paula Murphy, uh, Nikki Cornish, Jackie Wilcox and John Gibbons, who's Gibbons. Who that is John Gibbons, who is also producing. We totally fell out midway through that. Um, right. So anyway, okay. Right. Questions. That's the that's the point of this. Right. We're going to start with a topical one, uh, which has come from Matt JJ Johnson, which I think means he's Matt JJJ, which is really fun. Um, who said, "I thought McGregor played really well last night. So best opposition goalkeeper performance you've seen at Anfield. So best opposition goalkeeper performance you've seen at Anfield. Which, as always, this is an opportunity opportunity for me to slag off the cop applauding the goalkeeper into the net every time which is a fucking nonsense thing whichever they applaud him in and then everyone goes can't believe how well he played i'm not fucking surprised he thinks he's at home um i hate it right um so let's start with nikki cornish well do you know what when i when you said that the first thing that came back to me and i'm gonna be a right half a story harry here because I, I i can't actually remember what the goalkeeper's name is but I always remember, and it would have been in the 90s, going to watch Liverpool play Blackburn on a sunny day in the league at Anfield. And I'm, I'm sure it ended up in a nil-nil draw. And we must have had about 25 shots on target. And I just remember all the way home, we were going, oh my God, that goalkeeper was incredible today. I'm going to try and Google it. She's the Tim Flores. Everyone else is talking. Well, that's, what, that's who came to my head. I'm thinking probably it would have been, wouldn't it, in the 90s? Tim Flowers is the Blackburn goalie at the time, and he was very good. Yeah, uh, yeah. so I, I think you're right. I think I think it was him. <laughs> Which is one of those games where, because we actually we were saying last night that you know we had a lot of shots on target last night, and, and in that way it was a bit similar to the Bournemouth game, which is then everything everything we touched went in, wasn't it? And that that is that's what happens in some games. So yeah, I'm sure that day we drew nil nil with Blackburn, and honestly, ten nil to us would not have flattered us. Um, but the goalie just had a blinder, so I think it'll be that one. Um, yeah, I mean, you immediately had a bonus point for half a story, Harry, which is an expression I've never heard before. Big fan of that. Um, <laughs> let's go to Jackie. So every goalkeeper who plays for a lower division side tends to come to Anfield and have a cracking game, to be honest with you. But I'm going to take it in a slightly different direction. I'm going to say Iga Casillas, March 2009, um, where we absolutely battered them. That's the type of performance I want from a goalkeeper. <laughs> so I, I'm not seeing it as, you know, I'm like a brilliant performance. I'm going, yeah, Ika, that's what we want to see. We want you to come to Anfield. We want to you to basically put your gloves on the wrong hands or something. And we want you to absolutely, you know, get absolutely slaughtered. So that's my favourite performance of a goalkeeper at Anfield. Really, really, really enjoy that you've taken the the question there and twisted it completely. Best performance, the ones with the shite, they're the best performances. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're the Gibbo. ones that made me happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. The ones that make you delighted. Thank you. The one that jumps out to me is um, Chris Kirkland when he was at Coventry and then we bought him off the back, <laughs> off the back of it, um, which I think we've done. But it feels, I mean, I'm sure he was scouted more than that. Um, but yeah, Chris Kirkland, obviously still sort of involved in the club, does a lot with, with the foundation. I saw him last week um, at the at the women's game as well. But 
yeah, so he's he's a nice dead nice fella, but it's fair to say his Liverpool career didn't really work out how how anyone wanted it to. But yeah, he was but he he did at least um play one blinder at Anfield, uh, just for Coventry um instead. Uh, I got his move. Uh, six million quid, I think it was as well, uh, to Liverpool on the back of it. So yeah, Chris Kirkland for Coventry, uh then for Liverpool. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the scouting department went through a phase of that, didn't they? Basically, somebody having a good game against us, like, we'll just buy him then. He's, yeah. he's done all right. <laughs> um, Paula, have you got one that springs to mind? Well, I do, but it's not a specific game. It's more a player that every time I used to see him in goal, I used to like go, oh no, he's going to have a good game. And it's a bit of a random one, but but it reminds me of my mum because my mum used to say, I hate him. He always plays really well against us. And that's Jessica Linen. Yeah. yeah. He always yeah. used to play well against us. And even though Bolton was shite, he was never shite. And we never used to get the right result. Or we never used to get the result that, that justified our difference in play because he always used to play out of himself for some reason. And uh, yeah, so I, I never enjoyed watching him play because it just seemed to play out of his skin. I, I also really applaud that answer because uh, that's a goalkeeper, JJ. Uh, which is what's <laughs> the name of our question? There we so, go. This is the sort of stuff you get on AFQ football. It's See? not just not just nonsense, you know. Um, I take it my role of producer semi seriously here as well. I've been on the excellent LFC history site and looked at uh, games against Blackburn in the nineties. Um, now ninety seven and ninety eight, we actually drew nil nil both times, so back to back. Um, so I don't know whether Nicky's merging them uh, into one, uh, but Tim Flowers was in goal for both anyway. But I'd like to think it was the nineteen. 98 one because Roy Hodgson was Blackburn manager for that one just to make the whole thing even more infuriating. Um, so yeah, I'm, 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 I'm choosing to believe it was 98, but whichever one it was, Tim Flowers is in goal for both. So there you are. There you go. John, I don't think it was the 98 one because I'm looking at the same thing as you and the 98 one was on my birthday and I would have remembered if it was. So I think... Are we going for 97? I'm going for the 97 one, yeah. With Tony Parks as manager. There we are. Yeah. This is great. This is like you're playing the Richard Osman role in Pointless here, John. Just... <laughs> I even did it. I even did a slightly more serious voice. Well. You did. <laughs> and then it's, yeah. uh, I, uh, I've just realised, of course, that I've just assumed that I'm hosting this show. Because, of course, you, you know, it could have been that you were hosting and you just invited me on it. But here I am just uh, <laughs> just asking away. Maybe we'll do it. We'll do a job share. I'll let you Very take over well. our way through. The, the dynamics are working well. Uh, Adam will crack on. All right. Um, right. Right. Uh, uh, right, another one from Rod Dixon, uh, who said, "Who would you like to see relegated?" Uh, he's he's put who to stay up, but obviously that you know that sort of sorts itself out, doesn't it? If you figure out who's get, who gets relegated, uh, so yeah, who do you want to see relegated? Um, I, I mean, obviously Everton's an easy win, um, so you can just give me two answers on the back of that, uh, unless one of you for some bizarre reason wants to argue that Everton shouldn't go down. Um, Paula, I think I made you wait the longest there, didn't I? So you can go <laughs> I, I, only two that I've got a visceral feeling, and the second one has got far more of a visceral feeling than for someone of my age it should have. I really want to see Forrest go down. I hate them. I hate them. They've ruined my teenage and, and early adulthood life. And I remember writing a banner that I I just remember people in school going, oh my God, you're so clever. I wrote this banner for a match <laughs> and it said, watch the forest fire die. Who's having that? Who's having that? <laughs> Who is having that? I hate them. I hate them. And I hate them. And the Ev, 
them and the Ev, I don't really care about anyone else, but them too, I would just, I'd, I'd fly home for, I'd literally fly home for that. That would be worth, Nikki, you'd take me out, you'd make me go to Europe somewhere, I'd fly home for that, I'd be made up. <laughs> uh, Nikki, have you got any uh, answers that you, in which you get to praise yourself for a really good pun? <laughs> and if not, no, why not? Actually, well, because I'm just not witty like Paula is. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, actually, my first answer was Forrest as well, but for an entirely different reason. Um, just the hatred and the abuse and the violence we got when we played there in the FA Cup in March. I, I've never seen it like it in the English football ground. It was so horrendous um, that I just want them. I'm loving them getting fresh every week. Um, I really hope we do in a few weeks' time. I want them to disappear into oblivion, never come back again, because honestly, it was horrendous. Um, and actually, probably Leicester, for similar reasons, are so sick of all their poverty chants and they're absolutely, you know, you get that from some fans, I know, but I mean, Leicester and Forest stick out a mile for me from last season. So if I never see either of their fans again, um, that would be too soon for me. <laughs> well, I, I think you're both going to be in luck by looking at the, the thing. Yeah. Although, of course, now Rafa's been linked with them just before they're going to play us. So that's just before they play us, that, yeah, that, that's going to happen. You know that, don't you? Oh, he'll, do it, he'll do anything to, to knock around with us, won't he? He'll do anything <laughs> to knock around with us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and anything to just not lead a happy life. For so He obviously thinks he's <laughs> too happy, Rafa. He's obviously too happy. How can I make myself more miserable? What job can I get? Um, let's go to Jackie. Um, Notts Forest is a good shout, just because the way they treat it, come up to the Premier League and just buy and buy and buy and, you know, love, love to watch that fail. I've got a whole list. I mean, seriously, I'd be happy watching most people going down. You know, I mean, Everton's an obvious one. Kind of quite optimistic. I, haven't, I saw the highlights last night of the, um, the Ajax-Napoli game. And I'm thinking the Ajax team is basically a Ten Hag's team. So... Um, I'm kind of, you know, still fingers crossed that kind of on the back of the weekend as well, Man United it could fall apart and that would be beautiful. But the other team I'm going to cite is Newcastle. Um, don't like them. Don't like the politics around it. Don't like their ownership. Don't like any team who thinks they can kind of buy a position in the league. So, yeah, that would be funny if they went down. Uh, honestly, I was so pleased when they brought in Eddie Howe because I think he's really really poor last season and then he did really well with them and I'd be, I was so annoyed because I, I desperately want them to go down I, compl- I agree with but it's, 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 it's just buying success though and yeah. limited success right now so like yeah. to see that all come apart at the seams yeah. and, I'd like and, them to go down as well because of that great big hike up to the away end you want to see to go into training for about two weeks before that so I definitely would miss that <laughs> get oxygen halfway, halfway up yeah no uh, Gibbo yeah, uh, t- to join the F, I think I'm going to go with Leicester. I'm, I'm, it's, it's a pain to get to. I'm, yeah, I don't really ever like, you know, what they're saying and stuff like that, like others have said. Uh, yeah, I just, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, a bit bored of them really. So, so Leicester can go. And, and in a similar way, Wolves, like the fans aren't as bad, but I just, I just find them so dull. It's like, um, you know, they're not scoring any goals, they're not conceding any goals. It's never much fun to play them. It's not it's not a greater way. I just, I, I, yeah, bored of the Midlands, um, Adam, um, yeah. at the moment. So, uh, so Leicester and Wolves can join our friends across the park. 
Yeah, fair. Uh, the Wolves, I ju- we've just got to stop missing out on the title on the final day by playing Wolves. So let's just get rid of them, <laughs> and then that should that should hopefully deal with that. Nope. Um, one of my my best mates is a Leicester fan, and he's not a prick. So I, I, I sort of half want them to stay up just just because of him. Um, but then he doesn't listen. So fuck him. Um, right. Uh, Let's see what else we have got. So San Shetty, friend of the show, uh, has said, I think City play with less control in order to accommodate Haaland and are more vulnerable. Anyone else agree? Now, obviously, it's really easy to just be like, nah, they just won 6-3 or whatever it was against United or they're just winning, 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 winning. But they've definitely looked a little bit less controlly haven't they john i mean they conceded three to united for example and they you know they drew with villa like the the the, 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 the newcastle game as well they just harland is sort of maybe masking the fact they've lost a little bit of control question mark yeah i think so i think but but then top strikers can do that can't they and, and so i think i think overall the, the better but i think you know you the the I've heard Neil make the point a couple of times as well is that you're not just you're not just adding a player with someone like Haaland you're not just you know you're not just adding you know it's not just 11 players and then you throw in Haaland in as well you're taking one away so what the, the one away what was what was he doing what was the what was the sort of role and and and, and you know can you sort of replicate that with, with what he's doing or does they are a slightly different team I do find it funny that everyone's talking about it, how inevitable it is they're going to win the league considering they're not actually top. Uh, the first team who's been declared champions uh, without being top of the league uh, <laughs> that I've ever known. I mean, I've seen some early, early, you know, champions calm, but, you know, normally the 10 points clear or something. <laughs> um, so they're not actually top at the moment. Of course, Arsenal are. There's a couple of games where I don't think they've looked great. Um, whether that's the case sort of every season, um, I'm not sure. I know there was a, a couple of years ago they, they started pretty poorly and, and got thumped by Leicester um, and then we sort of got the act together and went on to win the league I think I don't know about the, the control thing it just you know but I think you know there's you know they're not perfect and I think that the, the Spurs game would have been really interesting it was a bit of a shame that that one was one that got called off because I think that would have been because they've, they've struggled a bit against Spurs in the past that would have been a good sort of indicator of of exactly where they're at really uh, I thought Dortmund had a real good go at them as well and obviously lost in the end um, but I think I don't know I think, I think yes and no is my uh, is my slightly mixed answer. I think they're a slightly better team, but there are obviously things that that have been taken away by having you know more more of a false nine. Yeah, it's it's the thing, isn't it, um, Paula? That playing with less control when you've got somebody who's scoring going to score a billion goals is a bit like <laughs> okay, thanks for that. Like who cares? Who cares? That they've got less control. They're going to win every game. They're going to score ten goals every game. I guess. It just appears very high risk, high reward or high risk, high return, doesn't it? Um, it just appears that they, it looks like when you watch them play, and I try not to, but when you watch them play, it looks like they know they're going to concede, but they've just done, as they say in America, they've done the math and they know that they're going to score more than they can concede and they, you know, points make prizes. Um, I think they do. I, I mean, it'll be you know, without wanting to, to wish ill on anyone, be a very interesting proposition if he got injured. I know he's a big tank and he and he, you know, he's a he's a he's a brute of a you know, he's a strong mesomorph, he's a very mesomorphic in his shape and his his body, um, you know, he's square and he's squat and he's strong. Um so he's not gonna get, 
you know, he's not going to get pushed over by a, by a bag of crisps in the box, is he? But, you know, there could be something else that happens to him. And it will be interesting to see what they do if he's unavailable or injured. Um, and it it does look like they are masking. They shouldn't. They should not be conceding three against United. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be. Um, and they were. So, and they're not top. He looks amazing, but it's almost like people are talking about him as an individual player and attributing the rest of the team as him. That They're not quite at his level and he's dragging them with him. Be really interesting to see how they go when he's, if and when he's not available. But yeah, high risk, high return. It's it's not that stable. I'm mainly just thinking about how in the future I'm going to say I'm not fat, I'm mesomorphic in my shape. You are mesomorphic. Um, you are mesomorphic. Yeah, don't know what it means, but no one, no one else will either. So, uh, <laughs> Jackie, less control. I think they've had less control. I, I, okay, they're a little bit like we were. Well, kind of, you know, when Salah first came in, or like when we had Suarez in the team where the story becomes just about you know, this you know, out-and-out goal scorer, and that's kind of ignored what we've got at the back. I think that City have looked vulnerable at the back for years now. I, I mean, I actually, and mm. this is kind of going back a bit, I don't think they've ever really replaced Vincent Company. Mm. Um, and they, they always kind of go looking, for, you know, you can do this when you've got the money. They've gone looking for the kind of the glamour player, the glamour player, you know, the, the Harlands, the whoever else you know, kind of comes in, um, Grealish, you know, where they kind of think, you know, that's, that's the big story. Um, last season, I, you know, we, we were on, you know, we, we were on lucky last year, you know, I mean, Grealish did not work out for them the way it, it should have gone last season. And they were, they were lucky to, to kind of you know, do, be in the position they were in. You know, is hard enough to win? I mean, probably Probably, but they're, they're focusing on the wrong positions as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we've got a far better defence. Mm. It's, uh, it's, it's a tricky one, isn't it, Nikki? Because we've maybe, yeah, I, I agree with Jackie, we've got a better defence and yet we, we've looked a lot more open than they have so far this season almost because we've conceded like loads of shots on target just like freakishly like I understood it when it was Simon Mignolet in goal but at the moment it's less easy to understand so a, a, a city kind of happy to sacrifice control for just goals yeah possibly I don't think I'm very well qualified to answer this because I haven't watched them once to see I don't ever watch City other than when we play them so um, ever since the 18-19 season where I'm scared from watching them every week thinking please drop points about the last few months of the season after that I made a decision to never watch them again so I don't ever watch them um, for me actually what will be interesting the proof in the pudding in a way I think will be what they do in the Champions League you know, the fact that they have not won the Champions League under Guardiola, to me, has got to be a cloud over him. Um, that there's really no excuse why they haven't won it yet. So will he make the difference in the latter stages? Um, that's where, to me, that will, be the, that will be the absolute crucial thing is if they're better off with him. Um, and I was thinking, so I think Guardiola's out of contract at the end of this season. So whilst I can't bear the thought of sitting in the Champions League, I just think maybe if they did this year, maybe the learning might be that he might just think, I've done everything I can do here. Because he he's not a manager who stays everywhere for a long time. Um, let's see. Hmm. 
Yeah, I think that's um, it's a really good point about yeah. Cam, Cam doesn't mean we can get rid of uh, Guardiola. That'd be really nice. <laughs> um, right. So Chris Emptage has asked a question. That's a really good question in of, in and of itself, but also his last line uh, is like poetry. So I'm going to ask it. Um, so he said, "How do you make football a safe place whilst keeping atmosphere? Love pyros, tifos, etc., but understand why people don't want it near them." Out, and here we go. Outside of miracle nights, how do you get spectacular without spectacle? Oh, it's lovely. Oh. Isn't that lovely? Uh, Jackie, how do you get spectacular without spectacle? Scarves. Good. Nice, easy answer. Right. Uh, Scarf, <laughs> scarves and banners, you know, bring, bring them back. Um, I think half and half scarves kind of are dreadful, but... People just don't seem to have as many scarves these days. And, you know, great pictures of the cop where, like, just everybody's got the scarves up. Old ones, new ones, ones that have been handed down. Bring back the scarves. Yeah, really good good shout, that, I think. Uh, uh, Nikki? Sorry, my signal went, so I have no idea what the, what the question was. That's right. It's a, it'll be a pleasure to read it again. Um, <laughs> how do you make football a safe place whilst keeping atmosphere? Love pyros, tifos, etc., but understand why people don't want it near them. Outside of miracle nights, how do you get spectacular without spectacle? Yeah, so I, I would echo what, what Jackie said there. I do think it would be nice to have some more scarves, maybe less phones, less people videoing things and just uh, holding up more scarves. I mean, our flags, though, are fantastic. I, I took my cousin last mm. night to, um, to the game. He hasn't been to Anfield for 20 years. And he actually said to me that that was worth the money just to watch you never walk alone and see the scarf. So we shouldn't take that for granted. Um I personally love the pyros. I think they're safe. Um, just people don't chuck them on the pitch, please, because mm. um, one nearly hit Van Dyke in the face at the charity show, and that just winds me up because that's not what they're there for. But in the stands, in the FA Cup final, in the semi-final, they were amazing. I was in amongst them, and I didn't feel at all unsafe. So keep with the pyros, but don't chuck them on the pitch. Yeah, there, there is something quite uh, objectively quite funny about pyros are really safe. One nearly hit Van Dyke in the face. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, true. <laughs> As we throw them. Yeah. Uh, Paula, how do you get spectacular without the spectacle? The other way round. Uh, no, that's what he said. How do you get spectacular without spectacle? Oh, okay. Right. Um, so what's a TIFO? It, it's like the big, you know, you see them in uh, somebody. Uh, somebody will be able to describe it better than me. But they're like the, they they tend to do them in Europe pretty well. They're like the big displays that they they happen. They're not necessarily like a a, a flag or whatever, are okay. they? They're like the big they're things the that take over like down. an entire the, the stand. Big, the big okay. I saw a great one one time when Atleti played Real Madrid, and it was um an a kind of a, an Atleti fan, um trousers down taking a nordic girl from behind because <laughs> because real madrid get called the vikings so and this and it said this is why we call you the vikings and it was the entire stand did not see that coming it explained it though it did yeah that's true i think for me the spectacle comes from unison in the crowd and whatever brings unison in the crowd because I think 
Um, I mean, I don't go very often and I like, I get there really early. I'm like a proper wool. I get there really early and I want to like watch people sit down and I'm not really that bothered about drinking like in the hour or hour and a half leading up to the match because I want to get in my seat and I want to I want to walk around while there's still space and I want to see who's got a crap view and I want to see where, you know, I just want to soak up as much as I can in the immediate vicinity. And I'm always staggered. I can, I can usually tell people that go every week because while the game's on, they're on the phone. And I'm, I, I find it really difficult not to, to say, hey, mate, put your phone away, watch them. Uh, because I, why wouldn't you want to? So for me, if 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 ever, if there was a lot more unison around the the the, the crowd, and that could, and I and like Nikki, I think where British football, English football, our football has gone a bit naff. It's all these, and I know I'm going to sound bad, but I don't like kids running on the pitch and then everyone. Yeah. I think that's terrible. I want, I don't want any kids on the pitch. I don't want anyone on the pitch except the players. I don't want anything on the pitch except the players. And I want everyone putting their phones away. And I think if we got that, then that would be a start of actually getting people looking in the same direction. If you're, um, if you're sat near Paula then in future matches, yeah. be careful how you're sitting down. Exactly, exactly. Because like she'll say hawk. something. Um, she'll say something as well. Also, also, it sounded like you were really delighted when someone's got a shit view. She's um, not shy. <laughs> well, uh, it just fascinates me, that's all. Um, Gibbo, do you just watch other people at the match? No. That wasn't the question. Sorry, that's not the question. It's the spectacle thing. No, Sorry. And also, um, different from Paula, in that I'm very interested in alcohol the hour and an hour and a half. Before the game. <laughs> me too. Uh, me too. Yeah. Um, yeah, if anything, too interested. Um, <laughs> but... Um, I think, but but similar to Paula, I think the 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 way forward needs to try and be for like-minded people to group together. So yeah. you're never going to have fifty thousand, you know, people screaming and shouting for for Brian at home. You're just not. And yeah. I think it's a lot of um, a lot of fake nostalgia uh, around atmospheres. And I've seen a lot of people moaning about the atmospheres on online this season. And I've sort of stayed out of it because. You know, I can't really be bothered, but I think, you know, we we, need, we do need to be realistic. Like, there's no, I've had a season ticket since 1992, so that's 30 years, and there's no point where I can remember where there's been brilliant atmospheres for running Mill Hoe games, and there's certainly no point where there's been a brilliant atmosphere where we've been two 0 down in 20 minutes against Brighton. So, yeah. so, you know, we need to sort of, you know. The, 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 the spectacular nights are they're sort of there for a reason and I think you know we are human beings and we are and, and I think football grounds in England and especially in Liverpool are a live thing that are reacting to sort of what's going on and so if what you see it is is, is bad you know it's it's going to be it's it, it, you know it's going to sort of take it out of you and it's and I, and I, I'm a bit of a shell socked for example of Fulham away and then afterwards people say like, oh the the end of Fulham was crap and I was like yeah that was part of that I was just looking in disbelief at these lads who were just seeing tear apart Manchester City in the Community Shield the week before and then suddenly come play football but 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 anyway so I think yeah. I think we need to the reason I'm saying all this is I think we need to go from a base point that you know of what's realistic and 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 what you know things can be improved but let's not try and think it's possible to, to create recreate Barcelona against Brighton. Mm. 
Mm. Um, yeah. And in fact, in fact, it's not, you know, it's 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 not wise to sort of try and do that. And nights and, and magic nights happen for for a reason. But but that said, there is there is I'm sure things that can be done. And I'd like to see them try and find a way to group like-minded people together. I think they had a scheme about 20 years ago um, where they created a, a section, uh, an unofficial standing section at the back of the cop in Block 306. And they basically said, if you want to move here, yeah. you can. Um, but the expectation is you're going you're gonna to be making a lot of noise. If you're someone who wants to be getting the songs going, he wants to be, you know, and we're going to turn a blind eye when you stand up all game, but you're going to sing. And it did help. But all those people have got really old. Like, that was... Basically, it was Kev Walsh when he's 20, and, and now it's Kev Walsh when he's bald and old. <laughs> uh, and although we're still telling Rangers fans to fuck off on, in the sand and on the post-match fight, which was quite enjoyable. Um, so, you know, he's, but do but you know what I mean? All those people, this isn't me picking on Kev, all those people have sort of got old together and have got a bit... Um, older. Not old, <laughs> older. Yeah, exactly. And so, so I think I think it, it needs a bit of a shake up every now and again, really. But people keep the seats, um, and people sort of you know keep the keep the space and, and get sort of comfortable. I think the ground a lot's made about the the, the idea of oh, it's full of tourists and stuff. I think it's full of people who've just been to, been to lots and lots of football, and um, you know, it takes the, it takes quite a lot for them to get going now. But then there are people there who do really want to obviously improve the atmosphere, and so finding ways, finding ways basically of grouping people who just want to have a nice yeah. chat and watch yeah. them football, and grouping other people who really want to try and make a difference and don't want to stand up and, and, and start a song and look around and everyone's looking at them like they're mad. If there's a way to do that, and there might be with the new Anfield Road, because it doesn't have to be the cop. Um, mm. In fact, there's the song, Cop I Talk Gobshite, came from the Annie Road. Uh, it's just been adopted <laughs> by Everton, uh, but it used to be a, it used to be a chance in, in the Annie Road. Um, so my dad reliably informed me. So, um, <laughs> so there we are. So using, using redevelopments of stands as a way of, of getting together sort of like-minded people who are going to create a real atmosphere, I think, Oh, that was a very long answer, I'm sorry. No, it was good. I just refused to believe that Kev Walsh wasn't bald when he was 20. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I, but no, I agree. And I, one of the things I was thinking last night was, it turns out just going with a big, massive drum and singing non-stop makes fuck all difference in well, terms of... That's what I mean, yeah. The thing it's, it's, it, it, it isn't... Yeah, if, exactly. If we, if we did that, then Barcelona doesn't happen. Yeah. Because the players on the pitch going, oh, I should start prick with the drum again. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, so, yeah. So I like that our... For better or worse, I like that our supporter base is goes in tides and goes with moods and, and reacts to what's going on the pitch because I think it creates nights like Barcelona the the general drone like you get in Germany doesn't. Yeah. I I, I think as well it's really easy to forget um when you do go either all the time or or sort of semi-regularly or whatever. It's easy to forget the atmosphere is better than in a lot of places, even when it's a bit crap. So when we played Norwich last year Fairly said it was Norwich, and I'm fairly said it was last year. Um, I went with a friend of mine who's a Charlton supporter, um, and there and the, the the atmosphere was basically a bit crap. And then Norwich went ahead, and the atmosphere was brilliant until um, then we kind of got back in front. And he was like, "God, it was it, that was unbelievable. The atmosphere was unbelievable there. Like it was incredible. Like you'll never walk alone. It was brilliant. And and you forget, you just forget, don't you? When you become, you just become a bit complacent when it's something that you experience regularly. Um, and I know the question wasn't about uh, the atmospheres necessarily, but I guess it's kind of. Um, you know, I was actually I was I was awake at five o'clock this morning, actually thinking about the atmosphere of the match, 
um, as is my want. <laughs> um, and, I, and I was thinking back to the, the, the Napoli game, um, which Nikki and I were both at, and the atmosphere was absolutely <laughs> dreadful. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think I heard a single chant. Um, it was a real, yeah, I mean, there was only 750 people there. It was a real, it was kind of just, I mean, and I, and I know it's harder. But, you know, we went, we went three nils down in, in Istanbul and then, you know, sang them kind of, you know, back up there and, and nobody seemed that arsed. And I was going, oh, the atmosphere is terrible. And then I think, yeah, but I didn't actually do anything to try and, you know, I didn't start singing or I didn't kind of start cheering or, so I think sometimes we kind of think as well, the atmosphere is for something for other people to create for us. Mm-hmm. You know, come on, cop, entertain us, you know, come on, come up with like a, a witty, you know, lively song. You know, we, we all play a part in that and we all need to take responsibility. Yeah, really, really good shout. Really good point. Um, okay, we'll have a slightly fun question now, and it's come from uh, Robbie Fowler, the gobshite, not the gobshite, yeah. obviously. <laughs> um, and he has, as somebody actually pointed out that that's his title as well, um, uh, Chris Emptage, previous question um, asker, uh, was the one who made the point that he's a gobshite. Anyway, um, so he said, if certain Liverpool players had to do endorsements or advertisements for products, what player would you match to which product? So Bobby Firmino selling Oral B, for example. Right? <laughs> so I'm gonna I want one player and one product from each of you, but you can't have the same player as somebody else, and you can't have the same product that somebody else has already taken. And Paula was the first to put up her hand there, uh, so she can go first. Mo Salah hair mousse. Nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but good. Okay. Uh Nikki, a player and a product. Jordan Henderson um, and I suppose beard trimmer, just something to do with his beard because he has got a magnificent beard at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, Jordan, he's absolutely rocking that beard, I think, at the moment. So I I have had a beard for quite a number of years now and I, I shaved it recently uh, because I went to my own 40th party as Freddie Mercury. So I shaved it all apart from the moustache, which I put... Um, eyeliner on to give it you know to sort of fluff it up a little bit um and uh then uh, my wife was basically like you look like a thumb um you need to grow the beard back so um i i like so i've yeah i i've had a, a beard for a long time and i was looking at jordan henderson last night and i was like i need to know how he keeps that such a good length because i just have little wispy bits that come off all the time but when i try to trim them down i inevitably take a big chunk out of my beard uh so i'd love him to do an advertisement for that please nikki that'd be great yeah can you sort that so i can know how he how he's keeping his beard so trim that'd be lovely um uh let's go jackie so costas somebody needs to give him an advert for eye cream there's some sort of you know take away dark circles or make him look so much younger overnight he needs to get that sort of endorsement so we can see it before and after <laughs> because he genuinely makes me look not tired. <laughs> uh, nice, I like that, uh, John. So, I was thinking about Tiago and how like relaxed he is. I saw a really good tweet uh, before saying he, he plays every game like he's you know, turned up for five aside on a Monday night with his mates. You know, he just like just roll his studs over the ball. He's just like I don't know. He just he just seems like he's got this really like relaxed order so if he was to say to me what it is john is i've got this i don't know 
expensive candle I had a, had a hope or whatever it was or or Himalayan salt lamp uh, you know all this all this gear you can buy and you go I'm not buying that unless you pull seed even you spend 50 quid on a candle but, but, but most of us um, you know we're going oh, I'm not getting that but if I give Tiago told me to I would get it because I'd be like well, well this is the secret so um, some sort of relaxation I don't know aromatherapy oils um, you know home massager uh, <laughs> what do you think it's Spanish wine Maybe, maybe if you told me it was Spanish, well, I mean that'd be brilliant. If you told, if that was the secret, that'd be amazing. That'd be great news. He's chilled uh, out because he's just done half a bottle of Rioja before kickoff. <laughs> I mean, you think he did before Brian? He, he couldn't stay on his feet, could he? But, um, but yeah, if it's if it's Spanish wine, then that is great news for me. <laughs> uh, okay, gonna go this one from Scott Young, who said, "Should we just go all out heavy metal from the off every match and throw caution to the wind? Reckon Big Darwin." would be all over that and at least it'd be a laugh uh, there's a few questions actually sort of a, of a vaguely similar ilk which are basically talking about uh, formations and such like um but th- this is a bit more fun i think isn't it so uh john what do you reckon just go back to that heavy metal football nonsense no i think we've been trying i think that's been the problem like there was that um Think where it's been doing the rounds a little bit. Neil screenshots it and put it in the email, and, and I think it's, it got picked up on on, on Monday Night Football as well. Uh, maybe not coincidentally. Uh, I'm sure Jamie Carragher gets them. But anyway, points it out that we had sort of, you know, when, when we lost the ball, Thiago gives it away. We've and, and then you screenshots it like treads up front. Uh, there's nine people ahead of the ball and none of them is Mo Salah and it just looks so sort of absolutely. So I think we've been trying and it's not been working. I liked last night's sensibleness. Um, I like the good, sensible Rafa style four two three one. Um, a lot of people are doing the jobs. You know, I'm quite, I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite dull uh, when it comes to my football. Um, I like six bites before and then a boring spectacle. Um, so, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be uh, a fridge and and say no. I want, I want a nice, a nice, sensible, uh, boring two nils forever. I- I cannot <laughs> tell you how pleased I was with how dull it was last night. I was just so ready for that. And and every time I looked, Trent was in an actual right-back position rather than some no. sort of attacking midfielder hybrid striker thing that he's been doing lately. I was just really pleased that he was playing in an actual defensive um, place. Adam set Pino off his shape. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> just yeah, getting a big Tifo out of a lad just in right-back position. Um, you can have a Nordic woman in there, Jackie, though. Don't worry. Um, uh, Jackie, let's go. What do you reckon? Heavy metal football? I would love us to have heavy metal football. I would love us to have the age and the fitness and the, the wherewithal to do it now. I think it's, you know, I remember seeing a meme kind of around the time of my 40th birthday where it said, you know, I'm in my 40s, but I feel like I'm 27 until I go out with 27 year olds and then I feel like I'm in my 40s. <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's a bit like that, you know, it would be great if Jordan Henderson kind of you know, still had the legs to be able to do the heavy metal football. Um, it would be great if, I mean, Tiago is not going to do heavy metal football. You know, I mean, he is like kind of our calm influence. He's like kind of playing a bit of Alicia Keys, you know, in the middle of like kind of set. He's just making it all kind of just a little bit calmer. You know, it, it was fun while it lasted, but, you know, we're just a little bit older now and we, we might do it every now and again, but we're going to pay for it in the morning. Mm. There's a, a question for a future AFQ football is which <laughs> pop stars are uh, are the various footballers? Tiago's <laughs> Alicia Keys is a big, uh, I'm a fan of. Um, Paula, you're on my screen right now. So what do you reckon? <laughs> 
do you know what? I'd 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 dance a merry dance if we can get to twenty minutes without being one or two nil down. I'm actually fed up of going one nil down within the first ten minutes. And the thing is, it just sets me mood. And you would think I'd understood how to manage this by now, but it, I, I'm actually worse. And I, it takes me even when we score and even when we win, it takes me ages to recover from the fact that we went one nil down. So I just like to like win a game without conceding a goal, like two or three games on the run without conceding a goal will proper put me in a good mood. So for now, that's my wish and anything else we'll sort out later. Do you know, I totally know what you mean, uh, but I it, it's now happened so often this season that it's got to the point where I'm really chilled out about it. Because so I, 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 I'm like, well, we're not winning the title. So like, I've just got to that point. So I'm like, it's fine. We're one nil down, whatever. It, like, yeah. we'll, we'll score eventually. Something will happen. It'll be fun at some point. Uh, and it's, it's allowed me to really chill out, uh, which I wasn't able to do previously. So Nikki, what do you reckon? What's your take on it all? Yeah, I mean, it, I suppose if we think back, which I suppose is when it had been more heavy metal, as, as Jackie was saying, you know, earlier in Klopp's round, so maybe thinking particularly, I always think of the 17, 18 season as being more of a heavy metal football. And, you know, that was that was just such fun watching them. And it was brilliant. But we ultimately know it didn't win us any trophies. Um, so it is great as a fan, but we've kind of moved on from that, really. Um, and actually, I can't. I don't really. I don't really have time to watch many other teams. But I would imagine that maybe watching Arsenal this season is a bit like us in the seventeen eighteen season. Um, and I, I went out with a few Arsenal fans on Saturday night, and they were, they were like, oh, "They've been to the North London derby." And I said to them, "Just enjoy it." You have idiots like Richard Keyes who says, "Why are they celebrating this?" That's what we're allowed to do as football fans, isn't it? Dream and have fun. You know, they they should be enjoying it I don't think they'll end up I don't think for a minute they'll win the league this season I think they'll probably finish top four but they should just enjoy it because they're in I think more their heavy metal football stage and it's a stage that every team has the potential to go through on the way to winning a trophy but yeah I, I'm with you I don't, I don't want us to keep conceding goals earlier on for us to have more control so um, no for me but it's yeah. fun while it lasts I, I was in um, Ampill Rap offices a couple of weeks ago uh, and saw Sam uh, and he was he was walking around like cock of the yard he was <laughs> an Arsenal supporter strolling around like he owned the place um, and I was really pleased for him because I thought it won't last um, yeah right uh, I reckon we've got time for one more question there's lots of serious ones but I quite like this one from Graham Spencer even though it's probably going to be quite short answers from you all uh, maybe not maybe somebody knows the, the, this information really in depth but uh, so Graham Spencer said do you reckon footballers do jury duty like has Joe Allen ever sent anyone down for nicking some Mac 3 razors uh, so do you reckon and I guess what do you think like, I, I'm going to say do you if anyone knows the answer that's fine but I'm going to change the, the question slightly and say can you pick a player and tell me how you think they would be in jury duty? Like, would any like would any of them be like the fella in um, Twelve Angry Men, just slowly changing everybody's mind about the verdict? Like, what's the you know what what do you think footballers would be like in Liverpool footballers would be like uh, as members of a jury? And Nikki, I made you wait the longest there, and you're going to hate me probably for making you go first this time. No, for the second time today, my answer is going to be Jordan Henderson again. Yeah, I can going to say the same. intensity of him in jury Take it service. very seriously. Take it very yeah. seriously. Very yeah. seriously. Um, so, originally I was thinking Van Dyke, he'd be really chilled out to do it, but 
Now, I think you need the intensity of Hendo to do that. Yeah. Because I've never been called for it, thank God, and I hope I never am because it sounds a horrible way to spend a few weeks. But, um, yeah. but yeah. Van Dyke is exactly who I thought of when I mentioned the 12 Angry Men thing. I can absolutely picture him sitting there dead chilled out and being like, well, have you noticed the uh, the knife's not the right shape? You know, like things like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> he would definitely just gently guide everyone towards things. Uh, Jackie, what do you reckon? So I think they do, because I, I can't remember who it was, but I seem to remember, but not one of ours, but another Premier League player one time being unavailable because he was, you know, had to do a week of... You know, deciding whether people had shoplifted something. Um, so I think the answer is yes, they do. Who you do So I, I wouldn't want any of our Brazilian players on a jury because they're so, you know, only God can judge you. It's, it's, it's not going to be good, is it? I mean, you know, I, I, I will leave for Jesus to decide their fate. <laughs> and listen, I'm a, I'm yeah. a Catholic, but, so, but, you know, but it'll still, they are, they are a little extreme it feels like a great way to get out of jury duty, though, to <laughs> yeah. be like, well I, I think i think god to judge so uh yeah not say it to, to the judge i am the judge <laughs> take that wig off your bell end imagine maybe, maybe that's kind of you know some of the brazilians that's the argument that they have with the referees as well you know i'm going to give you a yellow card <laughs> Only Jesus can give me a yellow card, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought you are going to say you don't want anything to do it because some of them have demonstrated some questionable political beliefs with the current politi- the, the uh, election that's going on. Oh, that so as well. But I think so, that's all kind of linked in, isn't it? So. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Paula? Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I don't think they'd make it past the first sort of, you know, where the two opposing <laughs> councils get to quiz them because I think they're too famous and their exposure would render them as a dodgy jury member. Because obviously, if you watch them programmes, which are clearly true and accurate, they have all these people and they've got like little, little circles for the heads and they put a tick or an X because they try, what they try and do is they try and whittle it down so they can um, manufacture the jury. And I don't think ours would make it past. However... My thought was actually Milner. I, th- I think Milner would be extremely serious and I think he'd be very Henderson-like. I think them two on the jury, even if it was uh, 210, I think they'd flip them. So, yeah, I think my answer would be Milner. He'd, de- he'd definitely be there first, wouldn't he? See yeah. Everyone else he would, in, yeah. Be like, looking at his watch. Yeah, yeah where have yeah, you been? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> John, who are you having on the jury? Uh, I find Joel Matip improves most situations. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. So I like that idea of just mm. sitting there, just just being Joel Matip. If I ever got a little bit, if I was on the jury as well and, and got a bit sort of, I don't know, down about the whole thing, I'd just look over to Joel and everything would be all right. <laughs> um, so, so I'm going for Joel on the jury with me. It would absolutely give it away, though, when the verdict was read out and he just does the hands in the air celebration <laughs> thing that he, that he loves to do. Uh, we know that he's been part of it. Uh, great. Very good. Well done. Well done, questioners. Well done, answerers. Very nice. Uh, so thanks very much, Nicky Cornish, Jackie Wilcox, Paula Murphy and John Gibbons, who was also producing. You've been listening to the Anfield Wrap. My name's Adam Smith and that was AFQ Football. <laughs>